Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. We're so glad you're with us. We also have Meriden Zerner, who is a registered dietitian with the Cooper Clinic here in Dallas, joining us today because the World Health Organization has released some new guidelines on non-sugar sweeteners. And they're recommending against using them to maybe control your weight or even to reduce the risk of what they consider are non-communicable diseases. So here to break it all down for us is Meriden Zerner. Um, you know, Meriden, what was your first reaction to this when you saw this being released from the WHO? Well, my first reaction is I love that these um, bigger bodies that have uh, power in terms of nutrition messaging and health messaging are actually looking closely at this because I think most people are trying to figure out, okay, well, does sugar deserve a halo? Is the regular soda the right choice or no? The diet, diet soda, does that deserve the halo? Well, neither really deserves the halo because these are still ultra-processed drinks and foods, right? But we need to help people and give them some guardrails, some guidance, um, and to help them understand, hey, this isn't going to be a magical cure. It's not going to create weight loss. Um, we all need to be reducing sugar and probably um, artificial sweeteners as well. And that's where I'm happy that we've got these big organizations giving us some input, giving us some guidance. There's so many different kinds of what would be non-sugar sweeteners out there. You know, we know the brand names, of course, of cannabis. We've also seen some more of them coming out through the various diets, like, for example, uh, the keto diet or whatever. And, and they're talking about, we talk about aspartame, but we also including stevia and xylitol and the rest of those. Yeah. So the agency talked about um, really most of them. And so they were saying, hey, we're including uh, these common varieties, the aspartame, the neotame, the saccharins, the stevias and stevia derivatives, sucralose, which is on a lot of things. The only thing that really wasn't included was like the monk fruit sweetener. But we suppose that that's just because that's much, much newer to the market. Um, so they didn't speak to things like agave. They didn't speak to things like sugar or corn syrup, a high fructose corn syrup. We know that those are problematic. Um, as far as sugar and sugar alternatives and variations on sugar. But again, I think that the, the net theme 
or recommendation is we want to be lowering the processed foods, particularly the sugars, and almost retraining our taste buds so that the natural sweetness of a strawberry or actually even a carrot comes through when we've got more um, satisfaction, more real food. And that's where we see the health benefits. You know, why is this the focus of uh, right now? Is it because of all of these fad diets or are we seeing people getting sick more often now because they are excluding real sugar from their diet? I don't know that we can make that connection because there's a lot that participates in a poor diet and ill health. And I think that's also important to say because it's never going to just be about a sweetener, whether it's artificial or regular. It's also going to be about quality of sleep. It's going to be about, do you actually eat a green leafy vegetable? What's your fiber like? What's your stress level like? Um, you know, the environmental quality of the air, the water, there's so many things that play a role in our well-being that I don't think you can tease out just that one and think that it's going to have definitive impact on your life or the life of your loved ones. The World Health Organization in the headline says, don't use non-sugar sweeteners for weight control. What's missing out of this article? Well, they're speaking only to weight control in this particular statement. And they were very clear in their statement like, and say, we're not speaking to those who have diabetes. Well, in the United States anyway, that's a good 60% of the population, potentially when you think about those who are clearly diagnosed, we want to envelop and embrace those that have pre-diabetes. And we really need to also take into account those who aren't diagnosed yet, who don't know that they have either of those situations. And that's a lot of folks. So it's troubling because occasionally to be reducing sugars and in the context of real life, this is not about, okay, switching back to like a regular soda. Definitely don't do that. It's about reducing your sugars and that taste of sweetness overall. So this doesn't take into account a lot of the population. Yeah. And it's and it's also it's difficult to educate yourself when there are conflicting opinions on this, right? I mean, when you're being told this is a healthier option than, you know, from from a regular sugar treat, for example, and and you might go into a health store and find some of these uh non-sugar alternatives. How does a consumer differentiate what's best for them? I feel like most people would benefit by sitting down with their physician or sitting down with a friendly dietitian to kind of walk through where is their impact in their particular diet and the foods that they choose on a regular basis. Um, so if somebody was to do, enjoy the occasional diet soda, we're not going to get a little, lot of impact there. I also want people to feel empowered by the knowledge, which is if they're thinking, well, if I just keep drinking, you know, this, this diet cola, or if I um, am only using, you know, eating sugar-free brownies, then this is going to be a game changer in my weight loss adventure. And it, it, the studies are showing, no, it probably won't be. Um, but what it might do is really ramp up your tasteness, your taste appreciation for sweet. And so then anytime we eat something sweet, you're trying to recreate that by eating four brownies or um, um, really not able to appreciate the sweetness in, in natural foods. How much of this comes down to fear mongering about sugar itself? Often when there are headlines that are this um, kind of clear and um, specific, we, it does drive a lot of fear, I think, at least in, even for, for me or for my, for my patients. Um, because we're not able to, to have these discussions to kind of tease this apart. You're going to hear from a lot of other 
experts uh, around the country who are going to be able to weigh in on this and kind of give their two cents because uh, you know, there was even a Journal of the American Medical Association um, in 2022 that just did a, a review of 17 studies where people swapped um, to a sweetener and they were looking at body weight and cardiometabolic risk and they, they found it to be um, a helpful tool. So we're going to get a lot of feedback from the American Heart Association. Hopefully we'll get some weigh in from the, the American College of Cardiology to help us determine what makes the most sense in the context of real life, in the context of like a whole diet, your whole day, your whole week, your whole month. Uh, the, I thought this was interesting that in the article from the World, World Health Organization, it said the recommendation does not apply to personal care and hygiene products that, con that contain these NSSs, um, like toothpaste, skin cream, medications, uh, or even to low calorie sugars and sugar alcohols. Can you can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So if you've brushed your teeth, uh, hopefully twice a day, right? Are you are you taking in sugar with that? Well, you're not actually ingesting it because okay. you're putting out the toothpaste. But sure. there's a little bit of a sweetness to it, and so yes, it's in it's in a lot of products like that. Interesting. I think we have to look at dose. Like, is it being ingested, and at what dose? And do we have, again, this sort of balanced, healthy diet to buffer any response? Um, occasionally in some of the studies with sugar alternatives, they've utilized like a huge load, a huge dose. And that's just not realistic. Like nobody would really do that in real life. And so these are just some of the questions and considerations as we're moving forward. To be clear, we don't want people to just stop all of their sugar sweeteners and go fully back to 100% equal sugar intake. We want to reduce both. You talk about in changing your taste buds and finding the sweetness in actual foods that are good for you. How long does that take? How long does it take to come off of sugar? So we might talk about it as a sugar reset. And there are going to be some varying ideas around that, some varying research around that. But for most people, dialing back the sugar or that sense of sweetness from sugar or artificial sweeteners takes about three weeks. So we do like a two to three weeks sort of reset, being very intentional about having very, very little of that. And then you'll have a different experience eating a strawberry at the end of those three weeks than you would have at the beginning of the three weeks. Is it true that sugar can be addictive just like any kind of other drug? So that's a broad statement and there is and an addictive um, component to sugar, but it's very much apples and oranges when you think about the intensity and our ability to manage it. And so to what degree that, that lights up the brain? Of course, yes. And uh, we know that the brain and the, the gut, our small intestine, there's a communication there and that's where we're processing carbohydrates and sugars. So yes, but the, you know, like drug addictions and alcohol addictions and things like that, that's far more intense. So it's almost a different conversation. Can you get in trouble with your body if you're eating naturally sweet things like apples, or as you said, strawberries, can you have too much of there? Are the people that just can't tolerate the natural sugars that are in those? When we think about natural sugars, things that are occurring in fruits, uh, actually vegetables also have natural sugars, dairy uh, products, certainly certainly is a little bit of, of, of a natural sugar component, even in a grain at, at times. It depends on each person's ability to manage the carbohydrate or the sugar in the bloodstream. 
So those with prediabetes or diabetes would struggle with that. Their bodies would struggle with that. So if someone who happened to have prediabetes or diabetes ate a lot of apples at one time, it's going to be problematic, right? Um, can they handle one apple? Very likely, but we want to be very intentional about how much, and it's kind of dosed throughout the day. Now, if somebody doesn't have diabetes and they eat five apples, well, it's kind of a lot of apples, but they should be just fine. What else do you think that our listeners, listeners should know about the next time they pick something up from the grocery store that might have a, a sugar alternative? Again, I think knowledge empowerment is key. Read the label, give some thought to how much total sugar you have in your unique diet, how many sugar sweeteners you may be using, but the goal is to eventually get used to a diet without as much added sugar or artificial sweeteners in general. That is Meredith Zerner, registered dietitian with the Cooper Clinic here in Dallas on KRLD. Thanks so much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.